This is the Porn Studio Podcast, an inside look at the adult industry from the viewpoint of a sex-positive adult entertainment startup. We discuss legal, marketing, and societal issues as they relate to the adult industry. I'm JJ Riot. Let's start the episode. Hey, JJ here, and welcome to episode number four of the Porn Studio Podcast. What's been going on this week? Well, we've got some videos up on some tube sites. They've been up for a couple of days now. Our best performer right now, we have two or three videos up on each site. Uh, our number one performer right now is RedTube. Our three videos uh, each get about 200 to 250 views per day on RedTube. The sites that perform the least for us are actually the biggest sites. So Pornhub and xvideos.com are the lowest performers that we've got so far, which kind of makes sense. All of these sites are, are huge and get a lot of uploads, but these two sites in particular are probably the two biggest sites And because of that, it's a very cluttered uh, marketplace. Uh, The numbers were something like X videos is two of the videos literally have zero views. And one of them has four views currently. Pornhub is a little bit better with, I think, 16 on one, around 16 or 17 on another one, and maybe three views on a third video. Uh, whereas RedTube, our three videos have been up for about a day and a half, and they're all around 300. I think one, the first one that was uploaded is now up to about 370 views, and the two that got uploaded after that are around 270. Now, that being said, there's branding on the videos. There's uh, a little description before and after each video just for a couple of seconds. And from what I can tell, it has driven zero traffic. (laughs) Actually, all of the videos on all of the platforms seem to have uh, drawn zero traffic at this point. But that's fine. It's it's early. We have more videos to upload, uh, more sites to experiment with. Uh, We've done some other ones, too. I can't think of all of the sites currently. I know I've gotten some stuff up on motherless.com. And there's a couple other tube sites that I was playing around with as well. But in just views, RedTube is by far the winner. So uh, this is this is going to be a numbers game. It's, it's the same game that the big companies have to play. They, If you look at their channels, they have thousands of videos uploaded to each and every tube site. And uh, that's that's just the name of the game. You have to assume that maybe... Out of every thousand views that you get, somebody gets curious and pops over to your site to see what else you have. So that that's going to be the name of the game is we just got to get as many videos up there as we can and it will slowly become a small traffic source. So something else that I learned this week, there's there's a strip club that's right around the corner from me. Oh, it's a small drive, but... 
uh, it's out in the suburbs of, of Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's in Cary, which is actually the home of Carter Cruz. Carter Cruz actually went to the same college that I did. Fun little fact. The sad part is, I think, uh, looking at the timeline, I think I actually dropped out of college and left ECU uh, three months before she came. So, however, I did have to go back on campus uh, a couple years after to see some friends, go to a couple of parties and pick up transcripts and things like that. So technically I was on campus the same time she was, but we weren't actually enrolled together at the same time. So, but it's, it's just kind of fun to think that, you know, I, I may have met her at a party at some point and not even known it, which actually I, I was watching her Snapchat, uh, last week and saw that she had come back in town because I could in her Snapchat she was driving around town and I could tell that she was uh passing by places just right down the road from me. But anyway, so there's this strip club in Cary. It used to be called Pure Gold. It, it's a little hole in the wall kind of dive. It was one of these slightly dirty, tacky strip clubs from the age of 18 until I was maybe 28, I had gone there maybe four or five times. Uh, it wasn't anything special. It was just something to do on, on a rare occasion. So I'm now 33. I haven't been there in five years. What I just found out this past week was that it actually changed ownership. And now this little place that you know, used to just be amateurs and uh, local performers, now does feature dancing. Apparently they've been doing this for almost the amount of time that I have not been going there. So I saw on the schedule they have Lexi Bell coming up this weekend. And Lexi Bell is one of my favorites. You know, used to have a little bit of almost an obsession with her uh, back when she first got started. So from the age of 18 till she was maybe 23 and I'm just a couple years older than she is. So when I was maybe 21 to 25, I would have said hands down, she was my favorite star. And I think a, a large part of that was because when she had first started, you could tell in her scenes that she was, she was new. She was a little insecure. You could even tell like in, pop shots during some of her scenes she would actually look a little bit off camera so you could tell she was looking at a director or something and kind of looking for that approval like am I doing this right but you slowly got to see her evolve and become a more confident performer so over the course of two or three years uh, she became pretty much who she is now and we slowly got to see all of the tricks in her bag and I think that was what was Part of the fun for me was watching her grow from a shy, uncomfortable performer to a more confident performer. Uh, but at some point, you know, when she, as she slowly fades out of the limelight, uh, new people come in. And so she definitely has a, a special place in my heart. <laughs> uh, she She is one of my favorites, but I don't obsess over her like I used to. There's plenty of other interesting people and things going on now. So 
I've kind of moved on from that. But she's coming up this weekend, and I'm so upset. Like, I, I can't go because I'm, I'm doing this project, and when I have to pinch pennies and make every penny count towards marketing and all of this other stuff, it would be frivolous and stupid of me to go out and blow $100 at the strip club on a weekend just because I wanted to. So that that's going to suck. I'm not going to see Lexi Bell this weekend, but she's coming this weekend. But what I also found out is they've been doing these feature dancers for several years now. And I was just looking back through the the events, the past events, and realized how many big names I had missed just in the past you know, year, year and a half. Some of the names of the people that I have missed are, and this isn't all of them, this is just some of the big ones that I recognize. I've missed Brandy Love, Tori Black, Danny Daniels, Alexis Texas, Joanna Angel, Nikki Benz, Bella Knox, Jesse Jane, Gianna Michaels, Sophie D, Callie Rose, and Tegan Presley. That's just been in the past uh, about year. Man, I never knew this place was was doing feature dances, uh, feature dancers, you know, right in my backyard. Now, obviously, I couldn't afford to have seen all of them, but you know, my top three there would be, you know, half to seize would be Lexi Bell, Danny Daniels, and Joanna Angel for me. I like Joanna Angel. She's got a quirky personality. Um, I like her backstory. She actually had gotten a degree from a college up in Buffalo, New York, and was looking at having to be a counselor or a teacher. Uh, wasn't quite sure what she was going to do with it. And kind of last minute before she jumped into the workforce, uh, she just decided that she was going to make an adult website and be a performer on her adult website. And, you know, fast forward several years later, her website is still up. She's out in California. You know, she's the owner of Burning Angel. And it's now a huge company. And it's just, you know, someone that was in Buffalo, New York, and thought that they wanted to get into the adult industry. But instead of going the traditional route, they were just going to make their own website and have other people come in and perform on the website as well. Now that is the burning angel that we know today. So I, I love her backstory. So she's one of the ones I would have definitely want, wanted to um, to see and get an autograph from. Now, I sent out a email to the fan list earlier in the week, Monday, I believe. Maybe it was Sunday, Sunday or Monday. And what I had done was I had ordered some stickers and some business cards with the plan uh, of of trying to just get these things distributed. The business cards were actually what some of the other companies and talent agencies do is they called carding people. But you go around and you just look for potential people that you might want to be talent. And the rule of thumb is basically for every stack of 500 cards that you hand out to people, saying, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but, you know, if you were ever interested in this, you you have the perfect look for it or whatever. And basically for every 500 cars that you 
distribute. The theory is you would get one person to take interest and maybe want to come and perform for your site or sign up for your agency. And then with the stickers, the stickers kind of serve the same purpose, but they're for anyone, you know, fans or performers. Uh, it's just a, it spikes curiosity, has the website on there, and you hope that people would, uh, you know, take a picture of it with their phone or just punch it into their phone to see what it was. And you could get a little bit of traffic that way. So I wanted to basically try to use use the the fans uh almost like crowdsourcing you know use the power of the fans to help distribute this stuff so at the time i sent the email out we had 245 fans on the email list and i had four people reply back and send me a mailing address and said yeah, absolutely. Whatever it takes to move the project forward, I want to help. So, you know, it's just four, but I'm I'm so thankful for those four because I, you know, I didn't think that it's not like I was anticipating 50 people to sign up to do this. So the four is about right. And I'm, I'm very grateful for those four. I'm going to be out doing the same thing. So we're going to take these stickers. We're going to put them in you know, those dive bars on the walls, on the tables, in the bathrooms, uh, places where you already see stickers existing out there, uh, you know, on telephone poles or whatever. We're going to try to get ours up there in those locations too. So I'm going to be doing the same thing in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then I have uh, four other people in other cities that will be getting some marketing materials from me in the mail, and hopefully they they do the same thing. You know, what are my expectations with this? Well, I'm probably not going to pull a single talent because I doubt that between five people, we're going to seriously distribute 500 plus cards, but you never know. It's just something we've got to do because you don't know. You could just, you could hand out 10 cards and one of them call you back. You just don't know. So, but with the stickers, uh, you know, I'm going to send everybody, I don't know, 10, 15 stickers or something like that. Realistically, they're probably not all going to make it up onto walls and places where they will get visibility. So I'm kind of just hoping that, you know, if everybody at least got up like three or four of the stickers in some prominent locations, and then you have to assume that somebody's going to get mad and, uh, you know, peel a couple of them off. So maybe just each person will get one or two that will stick and stay up there. Uh, and then I'm thinking, you know, a reasonable objective would be that each sticker could bring in, put, you know, maybe two or three new visitors a week or something. Uh, not looking for anything too high, but you never know. That's, you have to go through all these different marketing ideas and iterate through them because, you know, you just stumble onto things where, uh, you know, that just work really well. In the beginning, it was Instagram. Instagram was getting lots and lots of traffic in the beginning. And then about a month into it, Instagram changed their algorithm and made it a curated feed. And now it doesn't work as well for us. It's still steady, but it's not numbers as high as we originally saw. 
then it became, you know, reaching out to people on Craigslist and kind of, you know, telling people in the dating and casual encounters sections what we were trying to do and getting people on board through that. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people got really frustrated with that. They take the ads down very quickly. But it it was working very well for a while. Uh, at this point, I think we've tapped out, you know, Craigslist, at least for the time being, until uh, maybe a new wave of customer kind of comes through there. Uh, but now I put ads up. The ads get taken down within, like, literally 60 seconds, you know, two, maybe three minutes. But they come down really quick, and it drives zero traffic. So it's to the point where the first one or two people to see the ads have probably seen these ads before and are pissed off that these ads are <laughs> invading their space and they flag them and get them taken down. So Craigslist has become highly ineffective right now. I'm still playing with it because you never know. Uh, I'm testing out trying to put ads in different categories and see if it, I can uh, get it in front of some new eyeballs and in a way that it can kind of slip under the radar without getting flagged, but it's difficult. I don't know. I, it'd be, I'd be curious to see if maybe like if you put a bounty out for like had the fans put ads up and anybody that could get their ad to stay up longer for longer than a certain amount of time. Like, I don't know. I'll send you 20 bucks in the mail or something. I don't know. That would be an inter interesting thing to do. So yeah, right now we're on, we're doing the stickers and cards campaign. And it says that I should be getting the stickers and cards by Friday. They originally said Thursday. Now they're saying Friday. I'm going to turn around and drop those in the mail to those people that were interested the same day I get them. Uh, but I can't do anything until I get them. So if they keep pushing the date back on me, then... It's just going to take me even longer to get turn around and get those back out to those fans. But it'll be interesting. Maybe maybe a couple of those stickers might end up in, in some hot spots and could end up being um, at least a short-term little pool of, of interest for us. We, we will see. Other things I've been working on, uh, review sites. I've looked up as many different review sites as I can. And then there's also press releases through uh, AVN and XBiz websites. Uh, AVN's press releases, I don't, I don't even know if I want to deal with that because it's, it's very stale. Every time I go up there, I can't find a press release that has been released within the last three months. It's always old material, uh, so I don't know if they're just taking too long to get the press releases up there, and they're just being very selective and only by the time they get one up, it's it's already outdated uh, or what. XBiz does a lot of press releases every day. The only problem with the review sites and the press releases, those are things that I absolutely will do. But with the review site, one, we don't have content up on a site yet. So, uh, and even when the first month when we launch a big factor to how they rate these sites is the amount of content and the amount of updates on the site. So when we first start off, 
we would have a horrible score. Uh, so bad that I might not even want to get it reviewed. Because basically, they, most of them rate on a scale of 1 to 100. And basically, anything under 60 or 65 is just horrible. With us only having, you know, our initial little batch of content and a few updates a week coming out, our site would just, it would tank. Because we would get good scores on the quality of the content and things like that, but the just the amount of content would drag our rating down so bad, you know, we would basically get a, we would get like a 0 out of 10 or a 1 out of 10 for the amount of content that we're producing and that is already up on the site. So I'm thinking maybe after we've been running the site for six months, then I will get the site reviewed by these different site by these review sites. Uh, and that could be a good little boost. The press releases. I don't want to do the press releases just yet because I would like to know that through our other marketing efforts, uh, we have actually, you know, solidified our success. Like, I would like to know that we have a large enough fan base that we could project uh, making our money back and being able to keep continue with the site just based off of our the marketing that we're, we would have already done before the press releases. And then, because I don't know how the press releases are going to work, and if they don't work and I'm banking on them working then it means we could potentially fail. So I want to already have it in the bag and then do the press releases. And then if the press release does, you know, amazing things for us, then awesome. It just means that we would get to maybe double or triple what we would make that first month. Uh, but I would like to know that we're already going to hit our minimum that we have to have before doing the press releases. So the press releases are going to be the last thing that goes out uh, maybe just one or two weeks before the site goes live with the content. Another thing that I came across this week was when I was going through the review sites, I was looking at all of these different sites that I had never heard of, and I went to one that is called Lucy Makes Porn. And it's L-U-C-I-E, Lucy Makes Porn. I really like the style that they have on this site, and it's very similar similar to the color grading that I was thinking about originally doing on this on uh, minxypanda.com. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Just go uh, to the website and under podcast four, so minxypanda.com slash 004, and I'll have links to all of these things. But Lucy Makes Porn, uh, the look and feel of those videos are very similar to how I wanted to make uh, Minxy Panda's videos look. They have a lot of blues in the shadows. Uh, it's a little bit of a soft and vintage feel. It's very nicely done. I like it. That's kind of the style I, I originally had in mind. And one more thing that I've been working on this week is for record keeping. So you can almost keep a site completely anonymous except in the record keeping sections, the 2257 record keeping uh, disclaimers at the bottom of every adult website. 
when you click on there, by law, you have to have an address where someone, where a federal agent could show up and go poke through your records. That is probably the most telling piece of information on these websites. So most of them are in California, some are in Florida, and a lot of companies have just completely left the United States and they're doing, you know, so for anyone that wants to go pick up those records, they would have to go to, you know, Columbia, South America, or something like that to go pick up these records. So they've just left the United States completely so that they don't have to deal with United States laws. But for for mine, I would essentially have to put Raleigh, North Carolina, an address in Raleigh, North Carolina, as my custodian of records. And the first thing, it would be safe to assume by any federal agent that, oh, this company must be based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Their custodian is in Raleigh, North Carolina. So even if it wasn't, you know, my physical house, my home address as the custodian of records, even if I use some other company as my custodian, they would, it would be safe to assume that, well, that's probably just some company or building right down the road from where the where this stuff is actually produced. So it's very telling as to where a company is located based on the custodian of records in that disclaimer. Uh, so I've been looking at different uh, record keeping companies and I, I've been searching for a month trying to find these different companies. And I, I think I was just searching for the wrong term. I was looking for record keeping company or uh I don't even remember exactly what I was looking for, but I could not find what I was wanting. And then I finally found it this week. It's a record storage services, I think is, is what I was looking for. So there's some out of Florida where I could just, we could just do it digitally and they could keep it on a database. But then that Florida address then becomes my custodian of records. So that's a good way to take the pressure off is if my custodian is located in Florida, then that might be enough to uh, have people leave us alone. So I'm looking into that. I'm going to message them, <clears throat> send them an email inquiring about the prices because I don't have much of a need for the storage. Like the actual cloud storage that I would need would be, gosh, for the first two or three years, I could probably get by on less than 20 gigs of uh, cloud storage. So I'm basically just going to be inquiring about their smallest package. But that's one thing I'm doing is I'm looking for a custodian of records in Florida. I've found a couple. I just need to check on their prices. And then that way, the only information on the website about where we're located would be out of Florida. Uh, doesn't mean that our company's out of Florida, but it's, it's one little piece to the legal puzzle is to remove ourselves from where we're actually located and try to base the whole operation elsewhere. So having that custodian of records be elsewhere would be one step in that direction. So that's, that's what we've been up to this week. There are a couple things that listeners could do that would help us out. Anybody that is ever interested in doing the stickers, stickers or cards, campaign or one or you know one or the other or both contact me through the site i'm more than happy to send you some stickers or cards or both also the videos 
if you go to the show notes for this episode, I will have links to our profiles for RedTube, Pornhub, Xvideos, those different tube sites. Go on there and check them out. There's, I didn't edit the videos at all. There's no color correction or color grading done to them. I just took snippets of videos, uh, put some branding over them, and threw them out there because I'm going to have to get a lot of these little videos out there. But go to the profiles, click on some videos, give them some thumbs up, and same thing with iTunes. Uh, you know, Feel free to go to iTunes, give us a uh, five-star review, and in the comments, you know, Mention any marketing tactics that that you think might be effective. If you have any suggestions for marketing and how to help move this move this forward, then you know leave that in an iTunes comment and and give us a little rating. That's that's how search engines work. Period. Um, with any type of marketing, just about everything you're touching is a search engine if it's online these days. So Google is a search engine. These you know, tube sites are search engines. Uh, iTunes is a search engine for, you know, you're searching for different podcasts. All of these search engines operate the exact same way. They need that positive feedback. When you give it a thumbs up um, or whatever signal it is that they're looking for, then that gives them the clue that like, okay, this is uh, good content. We should feature this more or push it higher to the top. And that's how all this works. If we want our videos to get seen more in the tube sites, then we need people to thumbs up those uh, those videos. If I want this podcast to be seen on the new and new and noteworthy, then I need a couple of reviews right out of the gate. That's still where we stand. Is uh, would appreciate iTunes reviews. That helps us get visibility. And now anybody that wants to go to our profiles on these tube sites and thumbs up some videos, that'll help us get some vi- uh, visibility as well. And no matter what you do, I appreciate you for tuning in and helping us out in any way you can. Until next week, take care.